Hi everyone, it is like 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. We were supposed to post on Thursday an episode about relationships and ADHD. But you know what happened? Katie and I kind of freaked out about it a little bit. The episode did not happen. It did not happen. That's what happened is the episode did not happen. We, we procrastinated and then it became a huge deal in our heads. It became our impossible task. Exactly. And so now we're like, wait a minute, let's make an episode about what the hell just happened. Well, and why it's four days after the post date and we still haven't done it. Which, by the way, of course I don't blame you for. It's 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 on. No, both of us, it's. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's important to talk about. Like that yeah, was actually like why I suggested this premise as the premise of this episode, because I feel like we spend a lot of time talking about how successful our systems are. And how, like, we figured out that you, like, hang your shit on the wall or you, like, have a mystery bin in your in your house or whatever. But, like, th- every so often I have this profound moment where I remember that not only do I have ADHD, but it, like, profoundly affects the way that I interact with the world. And I'm just so frustrated. I'm so frustrated. And I'm so angry. Like, we were supposed to... We were supposed to post this on thursday at nine in the morning it is sunday at 11 a.m and we're recording it yeah which means that ostensibly like i don't believe this episode is going to be up until at least monday like i like to think that we can like bang this out yeah but i get i get really frustrated with myself like all the time yeah like for me i the frustration begets frustration yeah because i'm like so mad at myself initially like all right we were supposed to do it and then we're, we're an hour late we we're supposed to start recording an hour ago you know on what on thursday or whatever day we initially intended to record and then i'm frustrated about that so i well now i can't record because i'm really pissed off at myself and so then i get madder and so on and so on until eventually it's two days later and at that point it's like all right and it's like an hour it's and it's like nothing it's yeah it's an hour of recording like it's an hour of sitting out which you know and, and what's also funny is like i love talking to you yeah. Like, I do it all the time, and for some reason, <laughs> I've got getting it in my head, and that, like, this is this un- undoable task, and it's like, it's now suddenly I'm, like, nervous to talk to you, which is what I do all day, every day. That's, well, I feel like there's, like, it's the, diff- it's the difference of recording a podcast versus having a conversation. Yeah. It's because if we're just having a conversation, then it's, like, us having fun, and, like, we're friends, and you're amazing, but... When we have to say, okay, now we're going to define the parameters right. of having a pop, like, it's, it makes it so much harder. So counter to like the ADHD mindset is like, we're going to talk about this realm of things. And yeah. I'm like, I'm constantly butting up against the edges like, oh, that reminds me of a story about a dinosaur, Katie. But it wasn't even the topic though. Like that's, that's the thing is like, it wasn't like we were like, oh no, relationships. What can we possibly have to say uh, yeah. about relationships? We like, both had loads. That's the thing is we were prepared. Like we had both been we taking no- notes. I saw you taking I, notes. A bunch of notes. That's, that's hard. For me. Yeah. <laughs> that's big for me. But it was, just, it was, I don't know. Like it just became... It's weird that it happened to both of us at the same time because yeah. usually I feel like it's been like one of us or the other right. of us. Right, and we sort of keep our, each other going. Yeah, but like this week it just like was that perfect like crossover. Yeah. It's really useful when I make hand gestures in On this audio oh, yeah. medium. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's great. I was making a crossover. Yes, think of like the hand interlocking finger. Kind of like a here's the church, here's the steeple sort of situation. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, I don't know. So then I just got, I don't know, but I just want to talk about that i guess yeah well because I, I think like we're we're what like what what i want to do 
I hope this is interesting podcast content, what, I, what I'm about to say, but because it's about us. But what I want to do, what I think we can do is is reveal the ugly underbelly of it sometimes. Because I think yeah. a lot of podcasts and a lot of what, it's all like, look, I have my stuff perfectly together and yeah. here's how you can too. Yeah. When the fact of the matter is, is there's a lot of pathos, there's a lot of suffering involved. And I think when we feel alone in that suffering, it's just detrimental to our mental health at the, at the moment because we're suffering. But it also it stops us from moving forward because we think we can't, nobody else goes through this, we can't talk to anybody about it. And so, I mean, so a big thing that I always try to do to myself, but always recommend to other people is just the concept of, of self-forgiveness, or at least just a self-objectivity, like just being like, all right, I didn't record on the day that I was supposed to record, or that I planned on recording, so what now? Being mad at yourself for that, and being frustrated, and being angry, and thinking, you know, you're a piece of shit, is ultimately just not useful. And you can't control how you feel, like, you know, right. your feelings just happen. It's not like you can just say, I am not going to be mad. But indulging in that and just live, like, and allowing that to be your guide um, begets itself. It, 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 it makes you more angry. It makes you more. And so what I try to do, and it's I'm usually unsuccessfully, so I, <laughs> I feel bad giving this advice like I am some master of it. Um, but <laughs> the story of my life at this point <laughs> um, but, uh, is, is, is just trying to not be so mad at yourself when things like this happen. Um, but how do you, how do you, and I'm genuinely asking because like, this is something that like, I, I can't, like we were supposed to, to post on Thursday at 9am. Like that, that right. was like the goal, which means that like, hypothetically we're recording this on Sunday at 11, but like. We had Wednesday and Tuesday and Monday and yeah. Sunday and Saturday. You know what I mean? And so, like, so, like, because I struggle with accountability, right? Mm. Because, like, I know my own patterns and I know my own self-destruct patterns. And this is something that I've talked to you about. And, yeah. and I've, I've told you, and I don't mind telling the people who are listening, like, I am terrified that all of this is going to go away. Like, yeah. I am so, because I love this. I love this podcast. I love getting to do this with you. But I see those patterns in my own life all the time is the thing is due on Thursday at nine. But I say, oh, well, I can do it Thursday at five and no one even mind. And then I'll right. say, oh, well, it's Thursday at five. Well, I can do it on, on Friday morning and then I can do it on Friday. And, and then you're like, well, I'm already late, so I might as well just be really yeah, late. You and, know? and then so on. And then it snowballs into like and then they never made another podcast episode ever again. Yeah. And like. I get so worried about that because it's like, I don't want to forgive myself and I don't, I don't want to be kind to myself in those moments because I want to hold myself accountable. And it's like, for me, accountability is punitive. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. And it's just like, and, and because that's what I learned. I learned that being uh, like being held accountable means getting in trouble because I'm right. always running late. Yeah. I, I think something that, I think about in the in the terms of the mental health world is at some point there's pragmatically there's not a function in being a certain level of frustrated and angry and I'm a piece of shit about yourself. Yeah. Like on some level that's not pragmatic. But also completely giving yourself carte blanche to to procrastinate and not <laughs> do tasks is also not useful. Yeah. So there's like this weird balance that that we have to strike not just as mental neurodivergent people but just humans in general is it's not useful to, to a certain level of, of, of you know, uh, 
self-punitive, self-punishment self <laughs> is not useful. <laughs> um, but also complete lack of accountability is not useful either. And so especially like in the, in the, in the mental health world, I see all the time, um, perhaps you listening and you, Katie, as well, um, a, a lot of videos basically saying you're fine, it's okay. And I love that sentiment. But that also gives a lot of people excuses. One in the ADHD world I hear all the time is, um, how can I get my friends to be okay with me interrupting them? Because I have ADHD, so I'm just going to interrupt them. Yeah. And it's something that I try to espouse delicately um, is, you know, it's not your fault that it's much more difficult for you to not interrupt people than somebody without ADHD. It, that is not your fault. So I'm, so I'm sorry. That's not your fault. But it's still your responsibility to try to not be rude to other people. So your friends absolutely should understand that it's harder for you to not interrupt and so, such that they're more forgiving than you are. But it, that doesn't mean that you can just do that all the time. Similarly, if we're procrastinating in classic ADHD ways, like, oh, I can do it in five minutes, I'll do it after I do the same, pro, <laughs> uh, uh, procrastivity, you know, and we're doing right. like other, other small productive tasks to excuse ourselves for not doing the big productive task. Mm -hmm. Procrastivity, by the way, is the term for that. Changed my life when I learned that term when you're procrastinating in a productive way. Um, uh, oh, um, so if we were to just be like, oh, well, we have ADHD, so we're allowed to do that. Like, that might make us feel like better in the moment, but it's not going to help us produce the podcast. Yeah. And so th there's always this balance of like forgiveness and acceptance and it's okay, but also still be, well, I still want to be better because ultimately I and you want to make this podcast and want to do the recording and want to create hopefully useful content for our for 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 all of you listening because we care about you and we love you and, and all that um and so it's not if the goal is to is is to make your life better you listener your life better um than us completely giving ourselves just well we have ADHD therefore we don't actually have to do the podcast or do it on on time or do it that would be doing you a disservice, and, and I don't want to do that. And so there's, as much as self-forgiveness is important, self-accountability is also important. Um, How does it matter, like, because I feel like we're talking a lot about the, the podcast, like this, right. this, this concept, like this thing that we didn't do. But I'm trying to think of, like, I, I want to talk about, like, how much this fucking happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it... it I don't know, like, today is just a day where, like, I'm really, really frustrated at my brain. And I, and I have that sometimes. And, like, most of the time, like, I'm, I'm good about being, like, okay, well, like, I can't help it. I can do my best to do the things that I know will help. But, like, today, I'm just, like, mad. I'm just, like, angry. And I, and I, I make this joke all the time. And, like, whenever I say it, it, it is most of the time a joke. But it's like, do you know that there are people who just wake up and get shit done? Like, there are just people who get out of bed and they just wake up and they're awake and they just are like, well, time to clean the refrigerator. <laughs> and they do it. And it just happens. And, like, the fact that that is a feeling that I will never have and that is an experience that I will never experience, it's frustrating. Yeah. I think it, it, it's there's just such a profound unfairness to it. It's... And it is unfair. It's just like that's that's just what it is. I mean, all, all you know, of course, all people have their problems. It's not like everybody. There are oh, some yeah. people who are just. I mean, yeah. By process of elimination, there are some people whose lives are the best. <laughs> that's just that's how it works. 
Um, but yeah, I, I think, I, and I mourn for that, you know. I, I, I think I, I'm really mourn for that. Like, knowing that certain things are just always going to be harder for me. Like, it's like, but then you also, the responsibility of accepting that, you know, exactly. because like I could spend my whole life fighting that, right? but I, I've actively chosen not to. I've actively decided to be like, I'm not going to spend every morning lamenting the fact that I don't want to get out of bed. I'm just going to get out of bed and go do the thing. <laughs> hopefully. It, but well, it reminds me a lot of the conversation we had with, um, burritos and ADHD, Laura, yeah. about, um, body neutrality and, mm-hmm. and mental neutrality. Yeah. Um, cause I think a lot about, so what we were talking about with, with Laura about, so, uh, she is a gym owner. And so she spends a lot of time working with people who want to change their body in some way. And she sort of makes the argument where if you're, if you, if you're starting from a place of self hatred, going to a place of self love is a lot of distance to travel. So she argues, well, just get to neutral, just get to, this is my body. Like, whatever I, like, regardless of how I feel about it, this just is what my body is. Um, and I think that translates wonderfully to mental health, where I spend, I don't want to, I was about to say we, but I spend, perhaps you do too, <laughs> a lot of time, and perhaps you listener as well, spend a lot of time hating the way that my brain works, resenting the way that my brain works, wishing it were different. Um, but that's not really useful. I mean, it's useful in some information gathering because I, I can recognize what I don't like and therefore like recognize when they're acting up. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, feeling that that you know or indulging in that anger um, isn't particularly useful. And then trying to go from that dark place of disliking your brain to a place of loving it, there's just that's a whole journey. So trying to get to the center of just being like, this is the way that my brain is. This just is the way that it is, which is really hard. I think feeling a way about something is much easier than just looking at it and being like, all right, what actually is this thing? And it also involves um, acceptance of things you don't like about yourself. Um, yeah. And that's that for me, that's the hardest part is especially coming from like a classical music background where like doing something that seems impossible was just like a daily thing and you would just keep going and keep going until it wasn't impossible anymore. Accepting that like, oh, I can't practice my way. That's just what my brain is was very difficult. Um, it also makes me think of um, something I think of a lot, not in a religious way at all, but is uh, the serenity prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to tell the difference. Um, because I think that's sort of how we operate. Like we think, I think of like if you were playing a video game um, and you appear in this world of the video game, um, you need, first you'll, you know, you run around and you go, oh, I can move this, I can move that, oh, I can't go through here, I can, you just sort of poke around and just figure out what are the rules here, what can I do? <laughs> um, <laughs> this is going somewhere, like, what can I do here? Um, those are the things you can't change. And you learn that there are certain things you can. Oh, these things I can move. I can pick up those things. Oh, these things that are trying to attack me, I can attack them back and stop them. Um, and it's, it would not be useful to try to change the rules of the game, to try to walk through walls that you can't walk through. Understanding what can be changed and what can't be changed is just yet necessary to know to navigate any given situation. So all the way back to mental, uh, mental objectivity or, or uh, mental neutrality, like understanding what is unchangeable. I have ADHD. Like, my brain produces or has less tonic dopamine, and therefore, like, that, all that, that's just what it is. 
What I can change is how I respond to that, is how I manage those symptoms. And it's deeply unfair that we have to, but life's not fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I agree. Like, I'm not fighting this point. But I feel like my struggle is that, to take your analogy and expound on it, is that my brain is constantly playing in, like, an open-world format where there are cheat codes, I just don't know what they are. Mm. So, like, some days I can walk through the walls. Some days I can, you know, open the trunk or whatever. And then some days I can't. And so I feel like the open world rules are always changing mm. based on literally, like, just what you said. Like, like just the dopamine levels in my brain, the serotonin levels in my brain. And so it's like, that's where I get frustrated. Because it's like sometimes, because like, if it was always the same, if I always woke up and I felt exactly the same, I'd be like, okay, cool. I know the, the rules. I know the parameters. I know this is what I can and can't do. I can't walk through the walls. But it's like some days I wake up and I'm like, hell yeah, we're going to the grocery store. We're getting <laughs> shit done, baby. But then there's other days where I literally can't get out of bed because I am so sad. And that is so frustrating it's profoundly frustrating because it's like i don't it's the changeability like that's where that's where i get mad and then there's you know you've got all the little workarounds for like every type of day right because mm. i've i've had hopefully most of the types of days that i'm <laughs> going to have and so like i know when i feel like this i do this or when i feel like that i do that but it's just it's i don't know like it's just i that's where i get frustrated yeah, I, I totally know what you mean. I Because there's, there's such an infinity of things that could possibly happen that could cause us to feel a certain way at a certain time. Like, there's never... No two days are ever exactly the same. Yeah. They often feel like they are. Yeah. Um, well, I've also just been like... <coughs> I don't know, like... Can we can we talk about depression? On the yeah, let's talk about depression. I'm down. I mean, you say what you want to say, but, like, I just, like... I've been struggling with depression more than ADHD lately, mm. which sucks. Um, because most like, cause ADHD is manageable. I just, I just make a list and I go, okay, today I'm going to power through this list. And that is the list that I have to do. And it sucks, but that's what I need to do. But like depression is just like, there's, there's no list. There's no, there's no pen or pay. Like it's just, the, I was gonna say the inky black void, but that just got that was too upsetting. So no, it's I, I changed my mind at the last minute. I overthought. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and that's that's the thing is like, it's not. It's just it's not a lack of focus. It is a lack of emotion. Yeah. You know. It's like there's no, like ADHD. I feel like you know might prevent you from achieving a goal or the goal keeps changing and it's like uh but yeah for me with, with depression it's no out no set of outcomes is preferable to any other set of outcomes yeah like if i go to the post office then this happens if i don't then this happens and i do not ha i don't care which one it is why so why would i do anything to try to make any given outcome happen there's no goal i don't want anything and so it's not even like i failed at those things although sometimes it does feel that way it's just like who cares about anything? Yeah. Who cares about what happens? Who cares about the world? Why would I move from this bed? For me, it's cyclical because it like compounds on itself. So you've got your sad and you've got the sads, the Patrick Welder sads. And then 
because you have the sads, like you don't do task A and B. But then, so then task A and B are sitting on task C and D the next day. And then it's A, B, C, and D the next day. So then you've got E, F, and, you know, and so it becomes this like cycle where you're looking at what you haven't done and what you're trying to get accomplished. And there's just more and there's more and there's more. And so it's just like you're buried under this like wave of tiny, insignificant, like washing the dishes. Yeah. Washing the dishes does not take that much time is what I have learned <laughs> but it feels absolutely insurmountable some days and it's and that's so I've internalized it as it being embarrassing and I know that it's not it's not fundamentally huh. embarrassing that I can't do the dishes but like I have internalized and sort of like told myself over and over that it's embarrassing and I should be ashamed and I'm a fuck up and everybody else in the whole world does their dishes all the time. Like, why can't you? And so like that learned behavior of, of that becomes part of that cycle, I think. Yeah. Like embarrassment f- from yourself. Yeah. It's a really strange feeling. Well, I'm constantly embarrassed. Oh yeah. Like I'm embarrassed all the time. I'm embarrassed that like, I'm embarrassed right now. Like I'm literally like sitting here recording this podcast, thinking back to five minutes ago and going, Oh my God, I can't believe I said that. Like, I'm I'm preliminarily embarrassed for every moment of my life. <laughs> I'm trying to get the embarrassment out early. I just yeah. Well, it's like, um, well, back to what you're saying about um, uh, things you know, not doing A and B, which then is stacked on top of C and D and so on and so forth. Um, that's I think one of the major places where my depression and my ADHD just like combine into this cocktail of like. Yeah. because let's say so task a is do the dishes but i don't so they pile up right and so all of a sudden now there's a task b well now my counter is covered in trash and dishes so that's another bigger task task c is you know i have to fucking clean out my whatever who, who knows but they, they just keep piling up and now suddenly doing the dishes is um i mean but it's not just doing the dishes yeah it's oh, like, sorry. Sorry, I was, you know, I was pausing because I wanted to think of the word. Suddenly doing the dishes is, what happens is, is preceded by, suddenly doing the dishes is preceded by, preceding afterwards, uh, it happened before. Um, preceded, yeah. Preceded. If it, it precedes something, it happens before it. Right. Oh yeah, Okay. Suddenly, a, just a litany of different tasks precedes doing the dishes. So in, before you do the dishes, you have to clear off the counter. Before you clear off the counter, you have to um, take out, put all the trash in the trash can. But you didn't take the trash out, so that's full and it can't fit anymore. So you have to take the trash out before you take the thing, and then suddenly you're taking the trash out. But I was like, oh, that was my last trash bag. I have to go get trash bags. And so suddenly, like your ADD just ha- ADHD has just all of this stuff to be ADHD about. It's like, oh, like, I get to digress over and over, but it's actually productive because I actually do have to do all those things. It's, and it's like a weird, I mean, so, so ADHD does, especially undiagnosed ADHD, does beget comorbidities. Like, that's true, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Um, but this, like, this one's, it's so, it's, not, it's almost so clever. Like, they're conspiring. Like, the depression is like, hey, I'm going to stop him from doing all these tasks and then later, once he actually does get out of bed, if he gets out of bed, then you can take the reins and make it impossible for him 
to actually to, to do any of that massive chain of tasks because you're it's just endless it's like oh well i need to get trash bags oh if i'm gonna get trash bags look i'm also low on dish soap like i get some of those toys but so on so on so on down the line and then you realize that mountain again and then it's back to depression yep and then it stops from doing more things more things pile up one day you finally get out of bed and you're like all right i'm ready to go and then you're ready just goes let's do all of it at, let's do one percent of all of the things and you just blah, 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 and then he pressed back to bed. That's is, what it is for me. I'm is, for well, you. that's what I was going to ask you. Is do you do 1% of all the things or do you try to do all the things in 100 like 100%? Well, I well that's so that ho 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 That's cuz I think that might be the difference between you and I. I I don't think it I think I think our responses to that are different because I so, so something that I have a lot of I, I have so many I have soap boxes in my closet on standby for this, um, <laughs> but <laughs> just waiting. Um, but w- w- the diagnostic criteria for ADHD and depression, um, all of them are things that how they manifest from the appearance of an observer. So to an observer, an ADHD person has trouble pa- focusing. It's like, no, 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 we absolutely do not. <laughs> we are focusing all the time just on this thing, then 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 this thing, until, you know, perhaps we dissociate at which point then we aren't focusing on anything. <laughs> um, but all the different diagnostic criteria, uh, uh, t- uh, um, what is it, uh, task re-engagement. Um, with ADHD, people with ADHD have a big trouble with task re-engagement. We'll do a thing, then we'll get distracted by a thing where a person without ADHD or executive dysfunction would go, oh, I got distracted. Okay, back to task. ADHD people just keep going down that chain. Um, so, anyways, all uh, 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 baffles me. I know, right? But the the um, oh, I lost it. Hold on, I got it. Um, I'm leaving all this in because this is an example of. I mean, we are struggle bussing today. I know. I'm. This is a this is a relatable episode. This is this so is a look. very special episode of Infinite Quest. If you have ADHD, you, you can don't... see like, hey, other people do this too. If you don't have ADHD, hey, this is what it looks like sometimes. But also, like, we don't. I feel like we don't talk about this part a lot. Like, we we spend a lot of time trying to be really like educational and supportive and productive. But like, I also feel like maybe I don't. I don't want to say it's like important because that sounds feels self indulgent. But like, I feel like it's. The acknowledging the fact that, like, sometimes we both get like this on the same day mm-hmm. at the same time, like, oh, it fucking sucks, dude. Yeah. It fucking sucks. It does. There's the, like, I think that's something that's not very well understood from people outside the ADHD community and people who do have ADHD but don't understand, like, the, per, is, it, well, it is the pervasiveness of it. Yeah. Is that it's not just, oh, I can't, it's hard time doing, you know, I have a hard time doing chores. I have a hard time filling up paperwork, although, of course, I do. I have a hard time doing fucking everything. I have a hard time finishing sentences. I have a hard time, like, remembering, like, standing up and remembering what I'm doing. Do you... Um, well, just, I also want to finish what... Yeah, sorry. Uh, well, just the diagnostic criteria. So back to the soapbox thing, if I can remember. Um, the diagnostic criteria of these, of depression and ADHD, all are how they appear on the outside, generally. Um, or they're, they're written by people who have been watching from the outside. Um, or on the inside, they work in much more cunning, devious, and often, unfortunately, well, perhaps fortunately, really profoundly interesting, point. in interesting ways. And so, um, for example, uh, um, uh, oh, 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 you were saying doing 1%. Yes, all right, so you had said that 
I, I had said that I do 1% of a bunch of different things, and you said you're trying to do 100% of those things, like Just all at the, same, all at the same, time. same time, which is where our difference is. So I think, for, so for me, I'm trying to do everything so 100% that I eventually get freaked out and just going like you know when you have so much to do in a day that you just take a nap instead like doesn't solve but you just go oh, okay never mind i'm just gonna completely <laughs> shut down from this yes so i'll realize that the absolute optimal way of doing this is to do all this stuff you know to clear off the thing and then, and then pull the dishes out of the sink and clean the sink and and then i have this image of what the optimal way of doing this is and that's what i should be doing and now that i'm aware of that if i'm doing it any other way then i'm just wrong and lazy so i have to do it that way otherwise i'm just wrong and lazy and I get so overwhelmed by that that I end up starting to do that process and going, I'm not going to do it that well, freaking out, and then just not doing it. Um, <clears throat> so I think, I, I, think perhaps, I think perhaps you're more, I don't want to, you know, cap, to, to connote it with anything, but like perhaps you're more successful in that, in, in, that, in your pursuit of getting to that 100%. Um, because I think we both have that idea of like, all right, we're, we're looking for the perfect process. We're looking for what perfection is in this realm. Um, and perhaps we respond to that in different ways. I mean, this podcast, the reason I, it, the past few days, like every time it's like, okay, we're going to record. I'd be like, oh, well, you know, my mouth is dry. And so <laughs> I can't do it when my mouth is dry. Cause that's not, then I'm going to have to, it's going to have a weird voice the whole time. Or, oh, well I just woke up. So my voice is all, uh, well, I can't do it now. We got to wait. There's always something. And that appears as procrastination. And in, in a lot of ways, it totally is procrastination. But in my head, if you were to open up my head and look and see, see what actually what's going on there, it's not that I just don't want to do it. Um, it's that I want to do it and the, I have a perfect image of exactly what I want it to be in my head. And if it's not going to be that, then I'm not going to do it. And so what appears as procrastination from the outside, me making excuses for not doing it, is actually, no, 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 I really want to do it. But I would, I would feel bad. I would feel like I've done the task a disservice if I were to do it right now. Like, that's, it's, so it's sort of the, I have so much respect for this task. But <clears throat> Which also, I mean, perhaps that's just what procrastination is. I don't know, I'm only, I've only ever been one person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it kind of, but I also feel like... It, there's like that weird dichotomy of like I want to honor the task and I want to what but it's like it's doing the fucking dishes like yeah it's just dishes just wash the plate you know yeah um but I mean I I guess the question that I was gonna ask is like do you because I know like what my pattern is like I I absolutely like I talked about earlier like I absolutely recognize that like I put it off and then I put it off and then it just goes away and I like never do the thing again. But like, do you, do you have those patterns that you see in your own life? Like when you're like, don't want to do the thing or when you are like doing the thing and you get so like caught up in it, are there like specific things? And then if there are part two of the question, <coughs> what, like, what do you do? Like, how do you, how do you fix it? Like, how do you get <clears throat> out of that cycle or do you? Well, I think there are two like realms that they occur in like, so if you consider like, tasks or thing, things that I intend to do fall into two categories. Things that I need to do <clears throat> that I perhaps don't enjoy doing the dishes, chores, that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and then the other realm is things that I want to do. Things like making little models, things like making podcasts with you, um, things like recording Christmas albums, um, 
with you. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, that's the other rungs, things that I want to do. And my patterns with both are different. So my patterns with chores that I don't want to do, that's when I go on that digression thing. Yeah. Because I want to do it so well. Like, I want to do it well so I can feel proud of myself. Like, I, I hate doing dishes, but I still look, look at that. Like, I, I, that's my duty as a person to just, like, suffer the fucking slings and arrows and shit. <laughs> um, oh, this is a very good Shakespeare reference. <laughs> thank you. Very good. Um, and in my sort of, so like, honoring the task might not be the, well, honoring the an artistic task. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, <laughs> this is what it the looks like. This is what ever. it looks like. Um, so my pattern with chores is that digression. And in order to do this task to completion, I have to do this preliminary task. Yeah. In order to do that task to the completion, to completion, I have to do another preliminary task. And it just goes all the way down until almost every time I, 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 will, compl- I will have forgotten a certain distance in that chain. So if you start, like imagine starting at like the top of a chain and you're adding links to the, to the chain as it's yeah. like hanging. You know, like, oh, do the dishes. Before that, I have to clean up the counter. Before I clean up the counter, I need to change the trash. Like, going all the way down. At some point, I can only remember a certain height of that yeah. chain. I can only remember the previous three things so, at a given time. So do you... And so then I, then I just genuinely don't remember what I was doing. So do you reverse engineer tasks? Like, so rather than start with, like, dishes mm-hmm. and then notice that you're out of sponges, mm-hmm. do you look at the dishes then look at the sponges and then look at the like do you reverse engineer every task or are you just like coming up with like additional tasks in the moment both i think most frequently i'm reverse engineering them if that's mm-hmm. you mean doing a directly related task yeah like if you give a mouse a cookie right 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 yeah oh if you give a mouse a cookie he's gonna want milk and if he's gonna want milk then he's gonna want this other thing and if he's gonna want that that was a great analogy. Thank you. If you don't have that book, get that book. Also, fun fact, I recently found out that the mouse is the bad guy in that story. I was oh, informed, yeah. I, I, I have always thought that the mouse was like the unsung hero. Because like, <laughs> I'm not, so I'm not okay, no, I have a rant about this. I have a real rant okay, about this. Okay, 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 okay. No, I no, no, promise this is going somewhere. Okay, cool. As long as you remember what, whatever, what the hell we were talking yes, about. Yes, we were talking about reverse engineering tasks. Nice. But I have a theory about if you give a mouse a cookie as it relates to ADHD. Because uh-huh. I have always read, if you give a mouse a cookie, about the the importance of persisting through a task okay so what is what is the plot of if you give the, a mouse the plot of if you give a mouse a cookie is there is a mouse who wants a cookie and he but like but he understands that there's more to just getting the cookie is like you have to get milk and then you have to have a napkin and then you have to have a plate whatever because like to me it is literally a book about executive dysfunction. Yeah. That is what I've always thought. If it, like I thought it was an example of executive dysfunction and like if Katie goes to take a shower, then she needs to find her hairbrush. But if she needs to find her hairbrush, then she also has to like empty the trash and like I always thought that book was about huh. fucking the experience that I was having. And then like Chris was like, "No." That's not what that book is about. I was like, what? And hey, I was who is he to say shocked. what the book is about? And, but then I asked a whole bunch of people. I was like, so the mouse. And, and, and they're like, oh, yeah, fuck that mouse. And I was like, oh, no, but I'm the mouse. <laughs> well, the whole idea is that the mouse is getting something from somebody else. Yeah. They're, they're not doing those. They're not making a cookie for themselves. 
and going like, oh, I'm good, and then doing all those things. Right. They're making I, somebody else do it. Yeah. I don't, like, I guess, like, I don't know, I was a kid maybe, but like, yeah. I always saw myself in the mouse and then I was shocked to learn. Well, I certainly saw myself in the mouse. That, yeah. that, cause I was just like, oh, it's like me. It's when I go to do the dishes or when I go to take a shower, like there's 47 extra, ta- like it's, anyway. So, we were talking. <laughs> no, that's very valid. I think that's really interesting. I get really heated up about it, man. It's <laughs> well, fine. I think, so, when it comes to chores, it's a digression of, of related tasks. Yeah. Um, and Which is made worse by my failure to do those tasks in the past, taking out the trash and whatnot. Right. Because if my trash was already taken out, then that's something. That, if I had, oh, just had enough soap... I, well, when you forget to take the garbage out, so you can't take the garbage out. Yeah, oh gosh. Oh my oh, god. Katie, ugh. That is Tell like about it. that is. I think I don't get any more mad at myself. Yeah. So sometimes my my, my trash tower gets so high, uh, Sauron starts to get a little jealous. <laughs> it's a little That's bit jealous. A terrible joke, and you should feel bad. <laughs> but so that and at that point, like, and this is one of those things where like sort of there's like a forgiveness, but also accountability thing, where like, I. If if I cleaned, took out the trash regularly, and sort of took note when my soap was low and had a list of like, oh, get dish soap at the store because I'm low. If all those, if I had been doing all those things, then doing the dish dishes is a very easy task, and it's and it's an isolated task because all that those other ducks are already in a row, and so you just go, you and you throw them in the thing. Um, so in terms of combating ADHD, facilitating that. Mise en place, baby. I mean it. So mise en place, if um, I've gone and rants, Katie's hears this all the time, but you perhaps haven't. Um, mise en place is a culinary term. I'm a cook professionally. Um, it's a culinary term. Um, uh, it's French for to put, to put in place. And so in a kitchen, if I'm going to make you an omelet um, in like in a kitchen setting, a professional kitchen setting, I'm not whisking the eggs right then. I'm not dicing the onions right then. I'm not doing all the stuff, grating the cheese right then, all that stuff I've, I've prepped out and done earlier. And I have them in front of me. I have grated cheese, right, like, in, in, within arm's reach. I have eggs within arm's reach, all that. So that when you say, hey, can you make me an omelet? I am 95% done with the omelet already, and I just have to sort of make it happen and finish it. So that concept of mise en place, basically you're facilitating tasks in the future. Mise en place is the process of of doing little steps earlier such to facilitate a future task, is, or is how I understand it. And so things like having your trash capable of receiving more trash, that's <laughs> mise en place. Having your counters clear, mise en place. Having dish soap, mise en place. And those things are insanely hard to do for a person with ADHD. I know this because I do it professionally, and I've been doing it for almost a decade, and I still like suck at it compared to people who've been... Like, it's, it doesn't occur to me to do that. So trying to to get those things in your life. And don't think of it, taking out the trash as being like, oh, this is a chore that I have to do. I have to, trash like is my master now and I have to take <laughs> the trash out. Think of it as I'm, later on, I'm, I'm facilitating me being able to put more trash. I'm doing a favor to that future person rather than just being like, oh, right now I have to take out the trash. Think of it as, no, I'm creating the space that I'm deserving of being and that facilitates the ease of my mental health means i guess can i tell you a weird thing that i've never told you before but i i feel inspired yes. in this moment please 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 every single time you bring up mise en place plus plus whatever mise en, place. mise en place mise en place every time you bring it up i get physically angry 
I'm not, I'm not joking. Like there is something about the idea of mise en place that somewhere deep in my brain makes me so upset and I don't know why, but it's like every time, like it doesn't matter. And I like, and I like watch you, like I know you, like we are friends. Like I watch you do like mise en place stuff like all the time. And I'm like, yeah, that clearly works. Like, it's great. And I'm happy, like, whatever. And then you're like, well, you know what you should do? And I'm like, fuck that. Fuck that shit. <laughs> fuck you. Like, I get so angry. Do you think it's, it's, do you think it's because, and do, I'm not, I'm honestly asking you. I'm not no, saying I'm, just, I'm unpacking case. this right now with you in real time. So, so it's fine. <laughs> do you think, do you think it's because your rational brain acknowledges that that's good? That's a correct way of doing it. Like, that's good. But your executive dysfunction and, the irrational parts of your brain make it incredibly hard for you to do that. So historically you haven't been good in it at it, but you do acknowledge that it is a good way of doing things. And so you're frustrated with your, that's like, that's, I don't mean to project, but that's no, how no, I no. like it. Well, it's weird. Cause like, I'm like, I'm literally thinking about it. And I think it's, I think it's a little bit of that. Like, I think it's in my mind, it, it makes a lot of sense. Like that would be like, I understand that that would be like a very practical way of doing mm. stuff. But I also, I think for me, the bigger part of it is that I hate admitting that I need help. Mm. I hate admitting that I can't get out of bed some days. I hate admitting that there are like special, stupid accommodations and things that I need because like I have internalized this idea and I have absolutely convinced myself that like I have to be okay. I have to be okay 100% of the time. I can never admit fault. I can never admit weakness. And having to like mise en place my apartment or my life or whatever is absolutely admitting that I can't do it on my own. Hmm. And I like, and I hate that. I hate that so much. And it's just, it's internalized ableism. Like I'm not pretending like it's okay. I'm not pretending like that's a healthy idea. But I think, oh, we're getting so, like, traumatic real quick. But, like, I think what it came down to or comes down to is the fact that, like, no one ever believed me. No one ever believed that there was anything wrong. No one ever noticed that there was anything wrong. But there was. There was always <laughs> several things wrong. And so I always had to be fine. I always had to be okay. I wasn't allowed to not be. And so I had to build these structures and I had to build these systems that not only worked for me, but gave the appearance of being normal and being okay. And mise en placing is an admission that things might not look normal on the surface, like on the surface level to like come into my house. My house does not, in my mind, look like the house of a normal person because it is whatever you know there's a pile of boxes by the front door or whatever you know and i think like that has a lot to do with it is i think that i just every time i have to do something every time i have to use a system it is admitting that i'm not okay and that makes me angry at myself and that comes back to brain neutrality yeah i was gonna say that's really yeah i think that that's really interesting i, I because yeah then cut that and all this stuttering out. But I think it's 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 a lot about accepting the things that you can't change. Yep. Like 
And you're, I mean, you again, like you can't control your feelings. It's not like, yeah. like Katie, you're wrong for feeling bad about that. You should stop it. Yeah. Like you, because I mean, you can't just do that. But acknowledge, but, but trying to get to that, yeah, that point of just like what, 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 what is it? <laughs> what is the thing? What is this brain of mine that I've been given? How does it work, and what can I do? And I think, like, <clears throat> so I mean, of course, your and everybody's emotions are valid. Um, but I, from my frankly, literal perspective. Like, if I were to see you do some mise en place thing, like um, putting coffee in the coffee maker and filling it up the day before so that when you wake up, you just click the thing that makes it, which is, by the way, prime <laughs> mise en place. Um, I wouldn't think, oh, wow, you're so, I don't know, weak or, or whatever, that you have to do this thing to make it so, like, you're so bad at mornings I mean, I imagine that might be like you're so bad at mornings yeah. that you have to prep it all out the night before because you just you you just suck so bad at doing mornings. I wouldn't think that at all. I don't think anybody would. I think they'd be like, "That's really smart. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good idea." Um, and so, but, but I mean, that of course that that's that doesn't help in terms of like what's going on in your own head. Right. That's why I think it's really interesting when you said embarrassed in front of yourself, because that's such a profoundly detrimental and strange thing that is that's that's one of the hardest things for me to recognize myself doing is when i'm embarrassed in front of myself because like well like making tiktoks for example like if i'm doing it in public you know i'm holding up my phone you watched me do this earlier today i'm holding up my phone like even if nobody's watching me i'm sort of weirdly embarrassed like i'm like I, look at me holding up my phone. I look like a, you know, I look like I should, I'm a loading screen on GTA Five, which was a joke for three people. Um, but nobody's, I like, I don't. I would argue that what I'm doing is fine. I would argue that anybody doing this is fine. There's nothing wrong with what I'm doing. But for some reason, I've so internalized it, I get embarrassed. And I, it, it's taken me until like yesterday or this morning to notice that. And so I, I, I think like the 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 the, the judgment that comes from our own brains. I, ha I have that with, this is really oddly specific, but I have that with exercise videos. Really? I can't like, like work out like yoga or like whatever, like on YouTube. I cannot do them. I like, huh. I like, it is the weirdest shit ever, but like, I can't, like, it doesn't matter. Like I can be home completely alone. The shades drawn, the curtains closed. What I cannot do exercise videos because I'm I'm too embarrassed. Huh. I'm too embarrassed of it. Like I and it's like this weird thing because like I like I really like yoga. Like I used to do yoga like a lot, and then I was like, oh well, I can just do like videos at home. But I was like the shame of it, or like it's it's the weirdest shit. Dude, oh my gosh, I get that way, Katie, and the world, with reading. That's why I don't read. Really, I for one, I very for everybody, I very rarely read books. I reference books pretty frequently, but I very rarely just like open a book Sit down and, and, and yeah. read. Um, and I honestly would have to unpack for a while why, but I sort of get the feeling of like you know, have you ever been like in a position like you're a kid and you know some in your you look at your room or like when you're a kid if you had a room when you're, when you're a kid but if, right. let's let's say you're a kid in the house you have a room and you look at your room and it's dirty and you think you know this is my room like i'm gonna i'm gonna clean it because i want to and i want to like my space to be nice or whatever like you decide right to clean your room right and then right then when your parents or somebody yells up like hey eric 
clean your room. And all of a sudden you're like, fuck you, I'm not cleaning my room. <laughs> Get out of here. How dare you? That's how I feel about reading books. Is I've been told, for one, reading is extremely hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the worst parts of my ADHD is, is reading is extremely hard for me. Like, I just not dyslexia. Like, I can read the words. Yeah. But just, it's oof. Um, so my whole, like, life, it's, it's like doing the reading has always been something that somebody has had to tell me to do. Even though I, re- like, I fucking love reading and I love the ideas that, like, I love all, everybody. It's just hard. So it's always been of somebody telling me to do it. And so now when I do it because I just want to, I just imagine, you know, Miss Rosen Swag, you know, my seventh grade whatever teacher, like being like, good job, Eric. Yes, you did. Yes. Ha ha ha. Like she was like she won because now I'm reading. Um, and so I feel embarrassed. I feel dorky. I feel like I'm giving into the will of all those people who made me sad for so much time. And so that's really a huge reason why I don't read is because I can I, I just feel their like applause and I'm like like my my child self is like how dare you do what they say Eric like you're <laughs> be you know you've seen Fight Club like I don't know <laughs> I, I saw Fight Club at that exact moment in my life when that started to happen but I I don't know that's I don't know what what to even say about that but a, a number of tasks are like that like doing dishes like I like. That's letting the work win. This is what somebody would tell you to do. And you're letting that hypothetical person win. And so by not doing the dishes and not, you know, taking care of myself, I'm sort of sticking it to this nobody that I've created. And I think that's kind of where the embarrassment from the self is. It's that those voices in my head. I don't know. That makes sense. I do have some important news. What's that? Our producer Brian has just informed me that our breakfast has arrived. Oh my gosh. I really want want breakfast. Uh, I really want breakfast. That's awesome. I feel like this is really good podcast content, but there's a waffle. No, there's waffles up front. There's waffles. Well, okay, everybody. Thank you so much for for hanging out with us during this episode. We're sorry that we're late, um, but we figured we'd, we'd, uh, we might as well just give, make this episode a glimpse into what I don't, I don't want to say failure i don't want to qualify it as like failure but like you know we're we're people too and and you know sometimes we'll talk about ways to make your adhd better and and help yourself and sometimes we're just going to show you examples of what it can be um because i think that's important i think that's important yeah. i think it's it would be absolutely disingenuous for us to pretend like we always have our shit together because we don't yeah. and i think that's part of it like i think that if like education to me is really important and advocacy is really important, but I think to be a good advocate and a good educator, you have to be realistic mm-hmm. and like ADHD is not all fucking squirrels and superpowers and rainbows. It's a lot of sitting around being angry at yourself because you were supposed to drop a podcast four days ago mm-hmm. and you're just now getting around to it. I mean, I while think... your waffle gets cold on the front steps. Oh gosh, because we forgot about the breakfast. Yeah, we did. Oh my gosh. Well, anyways, everybody, be kind to yourself, please. Be be lovely to yourself. Um, you deserve happiness and love and all that stuff. And I promise, if you promise that, I'll try to do the same. Katie, you in on that? Sure. All right. Cool. We're in it. We're in it together, Eric. <sighs> Ooh. <laughs>
I just thought of High School Musical. We're all in this together. Bye, everybody. She is a cheerleader. And that other guy, he's a basketball player. And they all do a dance at the gym. Zach Efron.